please keep setting prayer in mind. Well, good evening, and welcome to Rock Valley News. For joining us online tonight, we want to welcome you as well. Ask you to consider being right here in the sanctuary with us. Experience what God is doing in Rock Valley Baptist Church. We have two announcements I need to share with you. Number one, uh, if your child is in the Christian compiler, they will be meeting Friday at 6 for the address in the first place. Saturday, we'll serve at 7 a.m., and then the adult compiler will have a address rehearsal Saturday at 4 p.m. Uh, then don't forget Friday night, there was something amazing happening. We have um, cookies changed from 5.30 to 8, to 5 to 8, uh, in our fellowship class. So please, that's Saturday, that is Saturday. Thank you, yes, it is Saturday from 5 to 8. So we have a busy, busy, busy week and of course the Father's Planet on Sunday. So we want to invite you to come and be a part of that. We also want to remind you that Christmas Eve we will be having services here as well. So we'll have a normal Sunday morning service except for Sunday school. We're going to have a Christmas breakfast during the Sunday school time frame. And then we'll go from there into our uh, Sunday morning worship. And then Sunday night on Christmas Eve will be our traditional Sunday night. Where is he who has been born from the Jews? 
the star and the king said, come to work with us. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all to be so different. And some of the chief priests were proud of the people who were part of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, in Bethlehem is Judea, for so it was written by prophets. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people forever. And Herod summoned the wife, who secretly and asserted to them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and go to him. And they obeyed the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen in the east went before them, till it came to the rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced to see him with great joy. And going into the house, they saw the child with Mary's mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And opening their treasures, offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. And so if we look tonight at the message of wise men, keep him still, let's go in our mind's eye to the Magi. Now, I know that you know the Magi did not arrive on Christmas night. So, when I was growing up and I got to see the Christmas stories and Christmas specials, they always had the wise men showing up the same night that Jesus was born. And so, when I was growing up, as someone who wasn't a Christian and not a Bible reader, I thought that was a part of the Christmas story. And so, you even look at our nativity here at Rock Family, we have the Magi as well because it's now traditional to put them there. And so we also take it upon ourselves to put how many Magi were there. We read, the Bible doesn't even tell us how many Magi were there. Do you know why we think the three? Because of three, yes. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. I mean, uh, but the good news is there's also three Susans, Bo, Larry, and Cousin. Amen. All right. But we really don't know how many Magi came. Uh, we like to think it was three. I think it was probably three. It's something of that nature. Maybe just a few more. Maybe maybe one less. or something of that nature. We know it's plural because we have that word men. So it's definitely more than one. Uh, so I think three is a good first number to go with. But we really don't know. The Bible really doesn't tell us how many that came there. So when they departed, let's take a look at verse 13. When they departed, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother, and flee to Egypt. And remain there because I tell you that Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he goes and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt. And remain there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet out of Egypt have I called my son. And I'm going to give bonus points, kudo points now, as anybody knows which prophet said that. Don't see it looking at it down at the bottom. Don't have it in footnotes. Anybody know off your head? Jose. Okay, very good. Out of Egypt have I called my son. They're very good guests. Uh, both of them have very similar names, Hosea and Yishiyaki. Both of them mean salvation in the day of the Lord. All right. So, let's begin our study tonight. We look at wise men still speaking. Let's look at those wise men tonight. And let's not focus so on the gifts, even though we can do that. Spend a lot of time looking at that. Uh, in fact, I used to love to teach on what the gold represented, what the Frankincense that the mother represented, and that each one of them brought to Jesus in a special and unique way, looking at him as our sacrifice, looking at him as our high priest, looking at him as our king of kings and lord of lords. Man, neat, 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 neat. I don't want to focus on those gifts 
tonight, leaning on the prophecy of Jesus as those three roles and uh, how they're fulfilled. But instead, let's look tonight at what these wise men did. Let's see if we can learn something from them. Let's think about this for a moment. What did those magi do? Where did they go? And who did they honor? Who did they honor? Most of us can answer that right now. Talk ahead. Where did they go? They went to Bethlehem. Somebody say amen. Where did they go? Well, they went straight to Herod's house. Then they ended up in Bethlehem. Who did they find? The Messiah. Where did they go? The wise men came from the east, and they went to Jerusalem. Technically, we often ask the question, where did these wise men come from? And to be honest, we really don't know. We have good, solid guesses. We have educated guesses. I think that those guesses are probably correct. I would bet. If I was a betting man, I'd bet on that. Some people say, well, they came from China, Pastor. We even had some people say, no, they came out of Africa. But my Bible says they came from the east and they went to Jerusalem. If you look at the country from the east of Jerusalem, and we're looking at that too, uh, further area. And so you might start thinking about where Daniel was held captive at. And please remember that Daniel was the chief of the Magi, if you're a Daniel reader. In Daniel chapter 1, there he becomes that chapter 2, and 3 later on, he gets promoted into that particular position. And so a lot of Bible scholars and a lot of theologians feel as though Daniel began the study. Remember, if you're a Daniel reader, he actually unlocked the time frame of when Messiah would be born. He knows these things about when he'll be cut off. He knows about when the captivity is going to end. And he puts them together in that. And so a lot of Bible scholars, a lot of theologians, and I'm not uh, opposed to this thought, they began thinking that Daniel began the study of these guys, whoever they may be. Continuing Daniel's study out of that group of magi. And they saw it, saw it, because they knew from studying Daniel's previous work that the Messiah would be born. It was time, and they came to Jerusalem. Naturally, when you're looking for a king, I don't know about you, but when I look for a king, I usually go straight to a palace. Somebody say, Amen. He goes to the castle. That's where the kings hang out at. Unless you're here in Texas and the king is at Burger King. Amen. All right. So let's see what we got here. <coughs> Somebody said, no burger things, water burger. Water burger. They came because of a thought. They saw this thought. And like I said before, a lot of theologians believe that they are building on Daniel's previous work and teaching and things that they've been able to add to that throughout the year. And they realized the star was coming. They followed the star and they knew that the king of the Jews was to be born at this time. So the wise men saw a star, and they prophesied in that. If you're uh, a book of Numbers reader, you read this perhaps to the prophets uh, as they look at Baal, right? It's talking about Balaam, and it's talking about the lot of people talk about the star rising up out of Israel, things of that nature. But I'm, I'm going to let that pass by and let you see whether or not you're in a hope for that or not. But I, I want to tell you this, though. The Bible did say they followed the star. They followed the star. They come into Jerusalem, and they knew God was speaking, and they stopped what they were doing to follow that star. And that's point number one tonight. First thing we need to learn is wise men still speak. And here's one to be 
a wise man tonight. You want to be a wise person. You want to be a wise leader of your family. And the bad news is, is in the year 2023, and I believe there will be very little change in the year 2024, that the majority of the people coming to church nowadays isn't bad. It isn't wise men. It's wise mamas and wise families. You say, I want to try to get my family back. And come out and look at dad. I'm like, wow, that Dads have decided they don't want to be a part of it anymore. Our society is creating more and more of that. But if you're going to be a wise man, if you're going to be a wise leader of your family, then you've got to start learning a little bit of what a lot of these magi did. Number one, they saw the star, and the Bible says they followed that star to Jerusalem. And so we need to learn what they did. And there's a picture in it that we need to learn and put in our hearts today. Look again with me here. They stopped what they were doing, and they followed the star. You're going to be that wise man, and the first thing you need to do is start recognizing when God's working in your life, when God shows you something in your heart, in your life, or in your family, stop what you're doing and follow the star. Let's take a look at the next slide. Here's our first spiritual truth in this message. When you see God working, stop what you're doing and follow. When you see a star pop up in your life now, some of us have done that before. God, give me a sign. God, lead me. God, guide me. God, direct me. God, give me a sign. How many of you would thank God if He gave you a star? So when God gives you a star, stop what you're doing and follow it. When God gives you a sign, Mama, when God gives you a sign, Dad, when God gives you a sign, Husband or Wife, stop what you're doing and follow what God is saying. When you see God working, stop what you're doing to follow. The wise men stopped what they were doing, and they followed the star. We don't know what they were doing. There's a wonderful movie out there called The Nativity. You ever seen that movie before? It's a great, powerful Christian movie. And they show these wise men as kings, as, as wise kings, right? And they're rich, and they're a little bit pampered, and they're a little bit spoiled, and they have their own fun and their own interests that they take for when they see the star what they're doing, and they follow after the star. I like to think of these wise men, these magi, when they see it actually coming together, whatever, it doesn't matter what else was happening, it all took second place what they saw the star in the music of God. When you know God is speaking to you, when you know God is talking to your family, when you know God is leading you, stop what you're doing. Nothing else is that important. You follow what God is doing. Let's move on because I'm going to run out of time. Matthew 2, verse 1 to 2. Let's take a look at that again. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, where he has been born king of the Jews. He's seen a star in the east, and he's come to worship. They knew it was his star. They knew it was from God. They knew it was going to lead them, and they followed the star. And they went to someplace logical where a king was. A lot of times we try to do that with God. So this is logically what God would do. I want you to know something about God. Are you ready for this? I'm going to blow your thoughts off. His ways are not our ways. Amen? His thoughts are not our thoughts. He does not have to live up to our logic. In fact, we're supposed to live up to what He does. All right. So, let's take a look at our next slide. When God's working in your life, you stop whatever you're doing. You have to say no to sin to stop that, though. And I need you to understand that for a second. And we'll come back to that. But when you decide to follow after God, you've got to say no to sin. In fact, you can't go with God and stay the same way you are. 
You have to say no to sin before you say yes to God. And no matter how important you think it is, you've got to leave it behind and follow after God. And we often do that in our spiritual lives. Well, God, I want to finish this first. I want to give you a picture in the New Testament where a man comes up to Jesus and says, I'll follow you anywhere. Just let me go and bury my father first. No matter how important you think it is, God is more important. No matter how wonderful you think it is, God is more important. No matter how precious, God is more important. These wise men, they call them wise men, but they knew the problem of God. They knew the wise men, they knew the wise family leaders, follow what God has told them. Let's look at the There's a picture of what it might have looked like that night. Unfortunately, they didn't have Dodge Rams or BMWs or anything else. Maybe they had <laughs> Maybe donkeys, maybe horses, maybe elephants. Well, you know, I'm a camel guy myself. So, all I can tell you is this. Have you ridden on a camel before? That was one uncomfortable ride. All right, next slide, please. Two. Not only did they follow the star, but we read inside of the Matthew. They go straight to the king's house. Knock on the door. Say, where's the king? They were wise enough to stop at the direction. You know, God will lead you where you need to be. But sometimes when we get to where we need to be, we end up doing like the wise men did. What do I do now? And what do I do now? I'm where I need to be, but I can't quite finish on it. Can't describe me and you're walking the Lord tonight? Perhaps you've been sitting there inside the pew throughout these years and say, Pastor, I've been following the star. I'm where I need to be. I just don't know what to do. Now, well, you need to be a wise man. For direction. There's a lot of things you can learn from. So let's take a look. Next slide, please. Matthew 2, verses 2 to 9. Where he had been born, king of the Jews, and seen the star in the east, and come to worship him. And when Herod the king heard this, he was troubled in all Jerusalem. Which we'll look at the next one, verse 4. Assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people who inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him in Bethlehem and Judea, the Lord is written by the prophet, and six and you, O Bethlehem, the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will govern my people Israel. And Herod summoned the wise men secretly and asserted from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. And verse 9, when they had heard the king, they went their way, and lo, the star which they had seen went before them, so they came to rest over the place where the child was. They stopped and they asked for directions. Check this out. Look at the next slide. Well, asking directions, though, don't get confused by asking the wrong leader. Sometimes we get confused by asking people who are in positions of power and say, oh my goodness, you must know something about God. I can be honest with you tonight, and I want to share something with you tonight. Sometimes we start looking at other churches and say, man, that church has got a big following. they got thousands and thousands and thousands of people. I need to ask them what God is doing in my life. Wrong. You don't need to ask them what God is doing. What you need to do is find out where God is leading you. The wise men went straight to the king's house. Because logically, they're thinking that's where king should be. And they had no problem talking to King Herod. Hey, where's the king? In fact, in their way of thinking, 
any person who is spiritual should be knowing or feeling that they are feeling. That is their way of thinking. Now, the Bible doesn't tell us that. But as a Christian here, when God is speaking to me and God is leading me, then it is normal for those around me to be feeling the same way. That is called the body of God. And so, we get a picture here of the wise men who have been led by God following the star into Jerusalem, and they go straight to a bunch of Jews and say, you've got to be the most religious people in the world. Tell the fruit, tell the tree, by what fruit it bears. 
So take a look at what kind of fruit a tree is bearing. If they're bearing anger, they're bearing uh, hypocrisy, if they're bearing lies, then guess what? That's not the tree you need to go through some food stuff. Come on, say it up. However, if that tree is really godly, then you can suffer for that anger. All right, running out of time again, so let's move on to another slide here. So, when we speak, the Bible tells us, when we not, we go to the open. We can find. So, when you don't be afraid to ask those questions, don't be afraid to cry out to God, say, what's next? And don't be afraid to ask God to send someone in your life to do that. Next slide, please. Three, not only do we need to stop what we're doing and follow after the star, not only do we need not be afraid to ask for good, godly directions, but be discerning that who we ask, we also need to listen to God when he speaks. Because God is going to speak. So let's take a look here at the wise men. The wise men saw God at work. They saw the star in the sky. They recognized that God was working all around them. And they asked for good, godly advice. What they got, though, was a secret plan to destroy Jesus Christ. However, God spoke to them. And that's where we need to talk about relationships. When you follow and trust Jesus Christ, you get something inside you called the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? When you're born again, you get sealed with the Holy Spirit. In fact, the Spirit inside you bears witness that Jesus Christ all the What does that mean? That means you have a relationship with God. Don't neglect that relationship. Don't grieve that relationship. Don't offend that relationship. Grow that relationship. Grow that relationship. Cherish that relationship. Kindle it. Small part goes into a growing plan. Let's take a look at the next slide. Matthew 2, verse 12. God speaks and being born in a dream, they're not going to return to Herod. They departed to their own country to buy another way. Who do you think born them in a dream? God did. How do you know this? Because that's what happens now. I know the Bible's actually say that. My Bible here tonight says, being born in a dream, like we come here, they departed from their own country by another way. But we also know from reading some of the other scriptures inside of the birth of Jesus Christ that Gabriel was a mind tone up and telling people. We also know that Joseph gets born in a dream as well. And so we get a picture here of these wise men being born in a dream, not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. God spoke to them and they listened to what God was saying. You gotta get the picture here. Three points here. One, you're going to be a wise man. You've got to stop what you're doing when you see God working and follow Him. Two, don't be afraid to ask for good godly advice when you're in that general area of what God is doing. And three, when God speaks, you need to listen, even though it may not be that you had a good grace plan. Those wise men had planned to return to Herod. They had planned to go back and rejoice. They had planned to go back and feast. They had planned to go back and say, we found them, and you too can go and work with him. But God steps in and says, don't do that. Go another way. You ever wondered how things would be in a little bit? You ever wondered what kind of trouble that may have put them through? I love these wise men because when they heard the voice of God, they didn't hesitate. They didn't say, wow, this is what I wanted to do, so I'm going to do it in my way. The Bible says they departed to their own country by another way. They were to leave out of Jerusalem another way to go back to wherever they came from in the east. Imagine going around Judea. What 
fact, you might say, I think I would just take my camel to Jerusalem and Herod wouldn't know that. He'd go all the way around. We don't know which way. We don't know how far. But we do know the Bible tells us we were charged to our own country by another way. There's only one way to get back where they came from. God spoke to the wise men in a dream. And finally, of course, they see God's voice. So you might say, Pastor, I don't see God's voice. You might be online and might say, That is what I've been praying for. I want to hear God's voice. In fact, we think we can build formulas to hear God's voice. We can't. There's workbooks out there saying, Knowing and doing the will of God. And they're wonderful and they're great. But there is no formula to hear God's voice. And you know why? Hearing God's voice doesn't come from a formula that comes from a relationship. Either you know Him or you don't. John 10 tells us His sheep know His voice and they will not follow a friend. They know not to go to Herod. They know Herod's voice is false. They know not to go to Herod. Let's find out what happens to the sick and Matthew 2, 11, 12, going to the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. They opened in their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, hundreds of mirth, and they wanted to give him up and turn their head to depart his own country by another way. Let's find out a little bit about that. What did they do here to hear God's voice? Well, look again with you in verse 11. They saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped who? Him, not her. Him. Let's take a look at the next slide. They do not hear God until they worship Jesus. They don't hear Him until they worship Jesus. They don't have a relationship until Jesus is number one in their life. We like to say that, hey, I'm religious. Hey, I love God. Hey, I know God. You don't know God until you come to Jesus Christ. In fact, you've got to understand Jesus has to come first. The Bible tells us, let's take a look at the next slide. John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. Help me out now. No one comes to the Father but by me. Yeah, the old King James and the James, but through me. You can't get there unless you come through me. And so the wise men show us that picture in Matthew 2, verse 11. They walk right past Mary. They worship Jesus Christ. And then in verse 12, they hear the voice of God. Do you want to hear God's voice? You want to have a relationship with God? You got to come to Jesus Christ. Not Herod, not Mary. It wasn't gold that gave him that relationship. It wasn't frankincense that gave him that relationship. It wasn't myrrh that gave him that relationship. It was the knowledge of him and the truth and the Lord of They bowed their knees before him. They worshiped him and they accepted him as Savior. Are you willing to do that for that? Perhaps you're online and you're saying, I need to do that. Yes, you do. Grab somebody. Put Jesus in your heart today. Let's conclude. Right, let's see if we have another slide there. Isaiah 59, verses 1 and 2, the Bible tells us, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, or his ear gold, that it cannot hear. But your iniquity has made separation between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, and he does not hear. You can cry out to God all you want to without Jesus. And you know what? The Bible tells us, God loves us here. In fact, I'm a firm believer that the only prayer of the non saved person God hears is Jesus forgive me. That's what you need to do tonight. That's what you need to do for Christ in your heart. We've got that one last slide. Let's take a look at it. You have to stop the sin in 
you have to start looking for God. And when you see Him, you need to follow Him. You see, you've got to work your way through false teachers to find the real believers. Because the false teachers, they're everywhere. They are everywhere. They're all over YouTube, they're on Facebook, they're on Instagram, and they are selling books like nobody's doing. Number three, you have to come to Jesus. Nobody knows. But Jesus. Compared to what is not believed. We're going to close in that word of prayer. If you spoke to us tonight, I'm going to ask you to come. No music tonight. It's bad news. I'm going to ask you to come. I'm going to ask you to come. I'm going to ask you to come. Perhaps you're online. You say, I need to put Jesus in my heart. I'm going to invite you to come. Meet me in my office tomorrow between 9 and 2. Put Jesus in your heart. Or perhaps show up on Sunday morning and surrender to Him publicly, which is what you need to do. Let's close in that word of prayer. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. Know how we thank you, Lord, for your word. Bless us and touch us with your Holy Spirit. Take charge, Lord God, and it's my prayer. So do anyone that needs to come to know you, Lord, personally, Lord, if they will, let's try to do that tonight. And anyone, Father God, that needs to get their heart right with you, let's try to do that tonight and make it happen. As we depart your house, Lord, would you keep us safe? Would you bring us safely back to you and you have to work with you on Sunday morning? Give us, Lord, the opportunity to witness. Let us share our faith, Lord God, that you've given us. And may your name be glorified. May it be magnified. Be with those, Lord, who are traveling. Be with those who will be facing surgeries and upcoming procedures to help you know their love and their faith. And be with the family, Lord, to experience and grief during this time. So from Jesus' name we pray. God bless you all. Have a great, wonderful night. Good afternoon. Happy Sunday night.